Here's what's coming up on today's show. Unless you've hit the sell button, you haven't lost $1. Yep. So as long as you have a properly diversified dividend or income producing portfolio, your lifestyle is not going to change. It's time for financial advisor Ben Schrock to give you the keys to retiring with confidence. This is Unlocking Your Financial Future. Hello, I'm Ben Schrock, and joining me again in our two-part series, this is part two, is our Chief Investment Officer, Keith Lockwood. Keith, welcome back. Yeah, thank you. Good to to be here. (laughs) Didn't have to move too far, so... (laughs) In the first part, we talked a little bit about what the markets have done uh, year to date, kind of everything that's going on in the world, how we kind of position our clients to weather the storm or you know what our approach is uh, when investing in the market. In part two, we're going to kind of dive in to see, okay, let's see what's going to happen on this back half of the year. You know, we're just in the first couple of weeks of May here, and uh, there's still a lot of a lot of time left to see what's going to go on. Um, so I guess that's kind of my first question to you, Keith. Um, do we expect the markets to just you know take right off? Are we expecting volatility? Do we not really know with everything that's going on in the world? And kind of what are we looking for as an indicator to say the markets are ready to move forward in more of a growth position? So you're looking for that, that capitulation mm-hmm. moment or moments. Can you explain that right. real quick? So capitulation basically means everybody's given up. Okay. Like, like we're throwing in the towel. The, and it basically goes, goes to the retail investor, right? Yep. I'm, I'm throwing in the towel or a lot of covering that's going short covering or yep. margin calls that are happening. All this stuff where it's all we got to sell, 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 right? Gotcha. Um, so we've seen a little bit of that, you know, last week. Was it thir- Friday or Thursday? The day after it went, it was Thursday. Yeah. You had some capitulation there, right? And then it's kind of followed through Friday and, and even into today. Right. You know, before today, you had the defensive stocks and the oil and gas stocks and holding up. So it wasn't fully into that capitulation, right? Mm-hmm. But today, the oil and gas stocks are starting to roll over, right? So now you got some of those defensive names that are saying, all right, I'm, we're getting out of those too. And then you also look at you know some of the, the technicals and the fundamentals around that, right? So you look at valuation. You know, valuations have come down way down, yeah. you know, compared to their f- price to forward earnings, right? We're down to about the 16, 16 and a half level in the S&P where we've been running at 21 for a good, you know, three or four years now, right? right? You know, one of the other stats is the, the two, 200 day moving average, mm-hmm. right? So anytime that gets down where 30% of the names are, be- are above that number, so 70% or higher or below their 200 day moving average, that's kind of, a signal of we may be there, right? Gotcha. So in 2009, you know, it was about 28% of the names got there. Okay. And March 9th, 2009, right? That's the bottom yep. of, of the crash or the Great Recession or whatever they call yeah. it, right? <laughs> and then December of 2018, right? The flash sure. crash, mm-hmm. right? Christmas Eve, we lost like what, 38% <laughs> in one day. Uh, it was a great Christmas that year. Um, <laughs> there was 13%. Well, the names were above the 200-day moving average. Only 13. that's it. Yeah. So between 30 and 13, that's a good, a, a good indicator. So once you get below 30, it may still go lower. Sure. But you know, like we mentioned earlier, you can't call top, can't call bottom. Yeah. So you you just you know, what's good entry levels? 
right? Mm-hmm. So we may be getting to that point where, you know, it might be time to start nibbling a little bit on that. And then, you know, the other thing as far as this is more fundamentally, like, so most companies just have announced their earnings, right? Yeah. There's a restriction period when, when they, they can buy back their stock. That's pretty much all done. Mm-hmm. And most companies have huge buybacks announced yeah. that their shareholders that approved, you know, that's just them going in buying their own stock, yeah. right, to, to reduce uh, some of their shares outstanding. Well, a lot of them have a ton of cash on hand to do right. that, right? Exactly. That's why it was, you know, approved by, you know, shareholder base and recommended. So that's going to start, you know, trickling in here, you know, as well. And, you know, before their earnings and after their earnings, whether they had good or bad or whatever, yeah. they're, they're, everybody's on sale, right? Sure. Based compared to January to today. So you have that, all that going, you know, going on, but everything has to go down first before <laughs> it true is capitulation. Sure. And whether this is <laughs> means anything, you know, moving forward, but there's an 18% number that has hit about eight times in history during the uh, a down period okay um during a correction i, I guess um and that's 18 percent from the high okay so it gets down about 18 percent from the high and that ends up being the bottom when they're saying what the s&p is the on s&p that? yeah okay. so um you know right now we're at that 14 15 percent mark so you from know peak. do we have another four to five percent to go are we almost there are we there you know so so that's an interesting now uh, what does that mean anything moving forward or yeah. is it just you know coincidence that it's 18 percent. so so yeah i mean you're looking at that you know we're probably getting to a point right now where it's a good time to go in and start nibbling a little bit so i mean we gotta be getting yeah like we're saying we're getting pretty darn close yeah i mean i think we're probably down 15 percent year today if you add in what's going on today today. yeah Yeah, and again we're recording this on uh may 9th so for a, a reference point on in terms of where the markets are it's may 9th uh on a recording date yeah so so yeah, um, I think we're we're close to that. And history also tells us the first six months of a midterm election are very yeah. volatile. That uh, the volatility starts to go down pretty much in July, and then the second half of the year ends up being a good year. And, uh, and I think if we have some good momentum, Keith, like like the you know CPI data coming out this week, and um, you know the the it, it, again with the interest rates raising and, and um, the the quantitative now tightening is is it's just changing the game. They, it, that, how that was that never stopped for all these years, and now all of a sudden we're flipping this switch. There's a lot of stuff going on, but if we can see some positive momentum there, that's got to bode well for the markets, right? Yeah, I, I think we'll finish around like I don't know, forty five hundred at the end of the year in the S P five hundred. So um, I think from here you got a decent return. Now yeah. there's also you know, technically, I talked about fundamentals before. Now, technically, the charts say thirty nine hundred is a is a pretty volume heavy mm-hmm. bottom. Um, so, it probably should get to that point or even close to it and bounce off of there. And then, you know, so it's not far off from where we are today. We're right around four thousand right yeah. now. We may even be below four thousand, uh, depending on where we've moved since uh, we've jumped on this. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, like right about four. So. So. That's kind of, you know, how we feel the end of the year is going to look as you go to have that bump to the end of the year. I don't know what that, I think that puts us maybe down a few percent for 2022. Yeah. Moving forward, you mentioned interest rates going up and the, them mm-hmm. increasing interest rates rate. And 
you know, is there, can they do the soft landing? That's what the, you know, the term is. Can they, and unfortunately, there's been about seven or eight times where the Fed has had to use the, the increasing interest rates quickly. Yeah. Um, and every one leads to a recession. Right. So, Most recent was what, eight, was that 18? Yeah. The, yeah. the flash crash? Right. So, um, so that's kind of what we feel going into 2023 is probably going to be a recession now. It's probably going to be quick and very short-lived because the consumer is very, very strong. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's part of the problem, if there is one, <laughs> um, because with the supply chain issues, the supply chain cannot keep up yeah. with the demand that the consumer has. Um, and unfortunately for the Fed, the Fed can only control the demand side, right? Economics 101. So... If supply's not keeping up mm-hmm. <laughs> with demand, right. they can't control the supply side. So they're going to say, okay, we need to make demand go down. Right. Right. So you increase rates, keep make everything. Right. 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 Mm-hmm. And, and so demand comes down now. Hopefully, you know, maybe COVID in, in Asia, you know, the lockdowns relieve themselves and things ramp up, you know, again, and they help out the fed on the on the yeah. supply side you know and then they won't tighten as much because they're getting help on the supply sure. side you know and that also leads to, <laughs> to inflation that we're seeing and you know and all that um, kind but, of one of those dominoes to fall on that you know that three-headed monster he referred right. to as if one of those kind of fall into place that one kind of being a big one i think that relieves a lot it right. kinda, the other ones kind of fall in line and, and you're going to see that you know that that, that bounce back from there um so, you know, and we look at those indicators we mentioned before, you know, some of the companies that are announcing, saying their costs have gone down over the last month significantly, and even the wage growth number. The wage growth number came in below what is expected to be, and, you know, most people are like, well, that's not good. Mm-hmm. Well, it is good because that means inflation is, is lowering then as well. So, so we're getting the end. You know, you have Uber coming out today, you know, finally saying, <laughs> hey, look. We're not just handing away jobs anymore, right? We're hiring quality people, and we're going to get the output that that per dollar. Yep. You know, and that's part of the that's part of the reason Friday was so bad. It was the worst ever, like output per labor unit. Yeah. Like it was the most expensive. You know, and people that know me, yeah, know (laughs) that. You know, I believe unemployment rate should always be around five six percent. You know, I'm a behavioral economics guy. That, you know, when you don't fear losing your job, your output goes way down. Sure. When you fear at losing my job, you know, my output goes way up. Yep. All right. So now it's taken, what, two, three people for one unit of output, where if it's one person doing two units of that, I mean, think about yeah. how that affects cost and inflation well, and, yeah. and, you know, <laughs> how much you pay for stuff and how much it costs businesses labor and everything <laughs> coincides. Sure. But it all goes back to the basics of economics, right? right? Where's the equilibrium? Yep. And, and now you mentioned one thing that, that we want to talk a little bit about, uh, you know, the dreaded recession. So, you know, why, why is an investor, should they do, you know, and why are we, you know, echoing to our clients too, that we don't want to just jump out of the market, right? Recessions are always bad. You know, they think in your minds, oh my gosh, I can't go through another 2008. So why not just jump out of the market? You know, why not jump out, jump back in? You know, why not try to get this thing time it right? Well, well this will be be different than 08. Okay. 08, you're fundamentally 
in a bad shape. Banks were banks were yeah. over lending. People, yep. you know, were overextended personally on their personal balance sheets. Mm-hmm. You know, banks were doing some stuff that were were, were very risky yep. um, and really didn't judge that risk correctly. You know, we're not there right yep. now. Banks, I mean, companies have money. Banks have money. People people have money. Right. Yeah. So. Um, so that's the that's the you know different from that part. Um, the the economy was fundamentally bad back yeah. in '08. Yeah, um, it's not that today. Yeah, I mean, and again, it's this. It goes back to the retail investor, right? You know, that there's a reason the market has returned eight to nine percent every year if you go back on average before the Great Depression in mm-hmm. you know, the 1920s, and the retail investor has only done three and a half. Right. Right. Because the retail investor says, oh, no, I've just lost 15 or 20%. I need to get out. So. And then they say, well, I'm going to wait to get back in. It's going to go down. I'm right. going to wait to get back in. It's going to go back down. And then all of a sudden, it's up 25% again. They're like, all right, yeah. I'm going to get back in. Yeah. Well, now you just did the opposite of the big, <laughs> the first rule of investing. <laughs> Buy low, sell high. Right. right. So you continually do that over time. Yeah. You're better off just getting it at a good price, which we believe, Yep. and then buy and manage, mm-hmm. right? We're going to hold it. If it goes up a lot, we'll sell some of it. You know, if, if there's a fundamental change, we might sell all of it, or, if, you know, we made a lot of money recently in housing stocks, right, that we got in two years ago. We yep. just, you know, that market's pretty hot. Let's, let's get out and see, see if we can find something else better that, that we might be able to get into. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's, that that buy and hold strategy yeah so no i mean that that's right the the buy and hold strategy is something that it does work and and you know to to your point too keith with um clients and and you know what we're preaching to our clients during this time is you know keith's a value guy to a fault he loves his dividends and for a very good reason it's a dependable income source now again they're not i can't say they're guaranteed because they're not guaranteed but we have a, 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 companies that have a long, long history of paying those dividends, and we feel very confident that they will continue to do that in the future. So when we see something like a recession, Keith, um, you know, to us, it's not, you know, as scary as everyone makes it out to be. Because again, we've we've been doing this for quite some time. You a little bit longer than me, but um, just sounds old. <laughs> so. It's something that, that again, you obviously see opportunities, but also we know that our clients' income streams should not be disrupted, if at all, you know, any during those volatile times. You know, the stock price is going to go up and down, you know, preventing them from panicking and pressing the sell button is probably the the hardest part, but, you know, teaching them and educating them that the income streams that we have built for them is going to be reliable through those volatile times. So, um, Keith, any last bits to add to, to kind of the rest of the year thoughts or, um, well, just, just be patient, you yeah. know, times on your side, you know, just remember if you always have that, you know, two, three, four, five year time horizon, yep. you're going to, everything's going to be fine. Good. Your, your lifestyle is not going to change for sure. So. Nope. I like that. Um, so again, if you guys have any questions, feel free to reach out to us at our office. If you'd like to set up a time to talk with us. Uh, you can do so by calling us at 330-473-1060 or you can go to our website www.bashrock-fg.com and you can find out a little bit more about our team and even sign up for a a phone appointment right there online so 
Uh, Keith, thanks for hopping on. It means a lot. And uh, appreciate letting me pick your brain for a little bit. Yep. Thank you. Investment advisory services offered through B.A. Schrock Wealth Management, Inc., a registered investment advisor. B.A. Schrock Wealth Management is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies using a variety of insurance and investment products. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to safety, security, or guaranteed lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investment products. Insurance and annuity product guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. B.A. Schrock Wealth Management is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during the show shall constitute tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. We are not affiliated with the U.S. government or any government agency. This podcast is a paid placement. This show is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual's situation.